Lapidus, you guys, welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Indoni. I hope you guys are prepared to blast off into space for a fourth time. No, this is not Xenon 4. We are going back to the future and watching the original Xenon. Okay, wait. Were there two Xenon sequels and was I on neither of those recordings? Yes. So you don't understand how I feel having watched all of the Xenons up to now and having to go back and watch another Xenon. I did watch this one one and a half times today. And then I listened to our previous episode, which was our episode number five, BT-dubs. Our audio quality was shit. And I would like to formally say, if this is your first experience with our podcast and you're like, oh, I want to check out more. After listening to episode five, I would like to double down on saying, please, just like the first year, if you're going to listen to it, listen to it with like, would it be a grain of salt? What is it? Like, just just know yeah. that we're better now. Don't listen with to it. With a like, sparkle of joy in your heart, knowing that we were babes in the, we're better in the now. world. I mean, mentally, we're far worse, but like <laughs> quality and like content wise, I think we're way better. And there's more of us. Well, more of you. Yeah. And now I am one of us. Uh, we were Sans Brandon, Sans Andoni. Yeah, I'm the part of the we now. When do we do like our thing? What? Which, which thing, Joshua? <laughs> Two years of podcasting. Wait. Oh, yeah. What do we do now? Uh, it's oh. the. The IMDb summary. Oh, okay. What did I just say at the beginning about how much better we were? <laughs> we are we so much more organized. We definitely didn't switch hosts uh, like two hours before recording. Definitely not. That was at least three hours. Whoa. <laughs> Lose the notes for 20 minutes and panic and then find oh. them again. Okay, we didn't. That was you. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't edit the doc while someone else was trying to edit. And Tony <laughs> was just like, them. it's Phineas and Ferb. We definitely communicated that someone else was editing the doc. We definitely said, oh, hey, guys, I'm Josh. I'm going to revert to the newer doc. Hope no one's on there and fucks you up. Okay, that was kind of my fault. I was like, Josh, can you revert back to the old <laughs> format? Oh, we definitely weren't Lori and didn't communicate when we were the self-designated middle person. Oh. Okay, an inquisitive teenager pries into suspected dodgy dealers on her space station home and ends up being sent down to Earth. There's a lot of vocab words in this movie. Zetus Lapidus, Nebular, Lunar, Macro, Micro. Virus? Viral? Oh, yeah. Protozoa. That's a person. So this girl lives on a space station, if you didn't get that already. If you don't know what Xenon is. It's a noble gas, a little science lesson. Xenon is? Yeah, but it's spelled with an X on the... Oh, okay. Oh, that's why Google keeps Mm auto-correcting me. Let's talk about the cute alarm. It opens on a terrifying doll. That was the first thing that I saw. Yeah, her protozoa doll. No, it was like herself. So one, Uh why are you sculpting creepy dolls of yourself? And two, why are you leaving yourself... 
video voicemails as your alarm. Okay, no, right. that makes sense. Like, I have literally five different alarm apps, and, like, the titles of them get, like, so mine, like, you have to type in text on them to, like, get it to stop, and they get Ooh. progressive, like, progressively more aggressive, like, wake up, get to it. And I feel like that's what her thing was, because she was saying, like, hey, if you don't wake up now, your mom's going to come in, and you hate being woken up like that. Don't be late. Is that, like... I had to reacclimate because I saw this movie so many times as a kid every weekend when it was on because it was like one of their only decoms at that point. But like I had to reacclimate and like get used to the the future lingo again. So for the first five minutes, I had no idea what anyone was saying. Yeah, it is a lot at first. You're like, wait, yeah. what are all these adverbs getting thrown at me? It's a very rich universe. So we watched this originally as the fifth decom. We've watched like we're 85. At the time, I remember saying like, oh, of the five decoms we've watched right now, this movie right away sets up like a really rich universe. Like she's late and running to school, running to school, like in her space station. And they kind of use that as a means to like show the whole space station and like yeah. her talking into people and her relationships. And like at that time, I was like, oh, we're only five in. But so far, they've been kind of lacking that for the most part. And now that we're 85 or whatever in, they're still lacking that for the most part. <laughs> yeah. This movie has little smart ways of building the world. And mm -hmm. you can tell that someone like really enjoyed thinking of all these fun little elements throughout the whole movie. You can kind of like parts of it have aged a little bit. Like the fashion is very much, there's a lot of 80s remnants in it. So it was like 80s futurism. A few other things have aged it as well. Like the Chelsea Clinton reference. I mean, oh my God. if she were willing to run this year, I think the DNC would definitely push her. I mean, how much political experience does she have? How much do you need? At this point, there is a precedent set with the president. Apparently none. Was Bill Clinton president when this movie came out in 1999? Yes, because 2000 was Bush. Do you know what's something cool that I realized about this that I hadn't realized the first time we had watched it time-wise? The ISS that people have been living in space in for the first time was like started in 1998, I believe, and this movie came out in 1999. So like that would have been happening right about the exact same time that this was Wow. Kind of a cool. Dope. I remember being in grade school learning about like the ISS and how they had to like take it up in parts and they're like oh right now china is taking this module up to be attached like, oh That's yeah. So yeah cool um you guys are so boring you know what's more exciting protozoa is coming to the space station omg and he's not just coming to the space station josh what's he gonna do he's gonna perform the first concert in space hot damn you know who i would want to have the first concert in space i think you can guess grimes Daft Punk. Come on. Okay, don't even act like mine doesn't make sense. She's literally dating Elon Musk who put a Tesla in space. Okay, that would be uh, more... But Daft Punk already have helmets. Yeah, well, so does Dead Mouse, but... I feel like Dead Mouse and Grimes could follow. Okay, fine. So she gets out of class. They're running around screaming about Protozoa. Then there's an announcement in the lunch hall that the owner of the space station, or I guess... The commander... What's the commander or something? No, what do you call some patron? The patron of the space station is going to like come up and decide whether to give them more funding or not. Okay. The gist of it is this space station needs some repairs. It's like 20 years old or some something. It's like, it's a little rusty. Some things are not completely working. I feel like they're like beating the crap out of it then. Like 20 years. Right. It should be on. like a well-maintained thing. So Wyndham's going to come. They have to impress him. With and Xenon experience. needs to behave her little butt. 
Oh my god, Xenon goes out by herself on the spacewalk, nearly dies. This is super dangerous. Gets caught by daddy. It's literally right after her parents were like, he's coming, you need to pay attention and be really good. She's like, I'm gonna go outside the space thing now. First of all, it's so convenient that there's child-sized space. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Second of all, I'm pretty sure you would absolutely die. Not good, yeah. And like, how do the children just have access to just leave? The one kid... So you have to assume that the population on the space station is so small that like everyone has a parent that's important yeah. somehow. So the one kid, his dad has the codes for everything. Is this Camp Rock in space? Totally. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm pretty sure you would fucking die from the radiation and just like the heat of a solar just, flare. Yeah, you would super die and like kids would not be properly trained to execute like a space or at the very least like while she was dying she would like try to grab onto the space station and like pull something important off and they wouldn't have electricity I, or the dad even yeah. says something how he's like he hasn't been out there like he hasn't done that before oh my gosh she goes dumpster diving to find some cool knickknacks for her project for um the competition to see mr protozoa you would have to right because like they they can't order off of like Amazon or anything, A, because it's like, well, it's not 1999, but they don't, it, it is when this was filmed, so they didn't know. At the same time, every little thing would be super important then. So, like, would they really have just dumpsters of stuff? I feel like it'd be like zero waste situation where, like, everything they have, it can be recycled to be mm -hmm. repurposed. This is when Xenon sees this creepy, weird guy sneaking into the lab or high security area where she can definitely get into easily. She's already met Lutz and Wyndham. Those are such good villain names, by the way. They really are. And they're both just like slimy and inky and creepy. Inky. Inky. That's the word that she uses all the time. It's very um, Splatoon. A lot of their words reminded me of like Space Splatoon. Space Splatoon? Space Toon? No, it doesn't work. Can you call Mr. Nintendo and tell him that that should be the next spinoff? Space That Splatoon, would actually be cool. Probably. Yeah. Like paint the planets. But with like metallics. Yeah. So it'd be like Mario Galaxy, but with paint. Yeah. Spray your paint all over the galaxy. Josh, she's dumpster diving. <laughs> uh, for the stuff. And then she sees Lutz and she falls out of the, the trash chute. That's it. Sounds like really dangerous. Yeah. But I guess they thought of that because there's a, there's a ladder inside the trash chute. And it's not Star Wars. Well, she's not lived here since she was five. So you just have to trust that she knows where she can and can't go. I think it's like one of those things, though, where it's like if you break a very teeny law or like a rule at school or something where it's like you're going to get caught. So it's just a matter or something bad will happen. We'll even say like if you text and drive, it's probably OK most of the time until it's not. So it's like she keeps doing all this dangerous stuff and like it's probably OK, but the risk reward balance just isn't there like you get to go in space unsupervised but you're probably gonna die because of space um but she just keeps yeah. doing it because she just gets rewarded all the time and things always work in her favor like her winning the contest to see protozoa i will say when it was her and her friend rebula rebula nebula played by raven simone raven nebula um, rebula Rebula. She so Xenon did this like really really cool like clay protozoa, which was like really nice looking. And then um, Nebula did this like essay about him. And like Xenon tried to be nice and be like, oh cool. But like realistically, there's probably five teenage girls on this ship. So Xenon saw the essay. And I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I've got this. Like <laughs> yeah. But she was still trying to be supportive, which is nice. I did like that at that point that they were talking about like. So you noticed. Or I noticed that everyone was wearing the same shirt. 
but like Xenon and Nebula had slightly different things because Xenon was talking about like, oh yeah, I went dumpster diving after blah, blah, blah. And I got materials and I totally blinged up the shirt. Aww. So it was just like more world building where it's like, that's how they individualize oh, cool. themselves is through garbage. Um, Xenon follows this creepy Lutz guy into the security room where he's trying to put like a little CD into the computer and she thinks he's being malicious and he gets away, but she gets caught and gets in like actual trouble. Yeah, she like smudged the code and couldn't remember it. When you were saying he was trying, she thought he was trying to be malicious or whatever, I was going to try to think of a joke for, but really he was being burglicious. Definitions. Make that space station go loco. (laughs) (laughs) So she sees him doing the, the nasty thing on the computer and then he leaves and he drops the little baby micro disc and she gets caught. She tells the truth, but no one believes her because she's a fucking troublemaker all the time. And she gets grounded. For the listeners, you can't see, I am doing quotation marks around grounded. Literally grounded. It's very But don't worry, it's with Aunt Judy, who's one of our favorites. She's just the best. She reminds me of, of Lisa Kudrow, kind of. The mom from Freaky Friday. Not Jamie Lee Curtis, the one like before that. I think we literally said the Phoebe Buffet thing on yeah. the previous recording. She just has she has a similar energy. I do enjoy that it was supposed to be set in like 2040 whatever. Like in space it was super futuristic but then Earth was just like yeah. still and she the was 90s. Like, well, so she said it, she even said that like LA and New York are very uh fast-paced and like future and technology and stuff but wherever wherever they are which I'm guessing is somewhere in California is like go with the flow and let but even in like their clothes and stuff like compare like what people dress like in 1999 to now even like people who aren't very fashion conscious like it's a it's a difference it's not maybe as drastic as like if you went to la but honestly though fashion from the 90s is kind of having its comeback right now so it it truly is i have a dress that looks similar to the dress the aunt was wearing which is also pretty funny that was like oh yeah the older character I dress like that. Um. <laughs> oh my god! I'm happy that men's fashion hasn't really reverted back to the '90s of really, really baggy jeans and gross, grungy plaid. What's the weird with hair, plaid? like bangs thing. And the bangs thing it's is ugly coming plaid. back. Mm-hmm. Get ready. I hate it. Like, why? Why do people's hair need to look like it's always wet? Well, that's not the thing. It's just the weird split. It's like gel. No, they put gel down in their creepy bangs and it makes it look like their foreheads are Did just Did someone hurt you with creepy bangs? I'm yes. so sorry, but don't blame me. It was me. me. I had creepy bangs. Nebula finds the CD and she takes it and she turns it into an earring for Z. And what else? Wyndham oh, oh. going to give money to the station. Like a Wyndham's like, yeah, like we're going to keep this going. I believe in this operation. And then Xenon, who was grounded, goes with him in the shuttle to, like, go to Earth. Yeah. She's like, I don't trust you. If you guys had to talk to Xenon right before she came to Earth, like, what would be the one thing that you would warn her about? Uh, If she came to Earth today? Yeah. Some of them are like, oh, sneezes. Well, honestly, like, that's a huge thing. If If they're supposedly living in, like, a sterile environment in space, she would immediately get sick and die. Right. Like, there'd be a whole slew of, like, microorganisms she would have to get used to. Yeah. Probably be a good month of, like, just being sick. Oh, my God. Like, a full fucking year. She would die. She would absolutely die. 
It'd okay, be- well, if she weren't dying, and this were a fun question that I were asking. <laughs> uh, cars. Just in general? <laughs> Just in general. Look That's out for fair. cars. Look out for cars, honey. Look out for cars. Make sure you look both ways before you cross it. Make sure you take your sweater, honey. People are soft and squishy. Cars are hard and mean. Just like you. Yep. I would say... <laughs> I'm big I would say too. look out for birds. Birds can be <laughs> scary. But more importantly, look out who look out for boys who stare at you too long. Ooh, that's a good one. Birds, cars, and boys. Those are all terrifying things if not treated properly. Oh, but it's gotta be bees. What about birds, buses, and boys? Oh my god. Delory, tell your bee story. Oh, oh my gosh. Speaking of bees, it's funny that you mentioned it. Did you actually say B? I meant as the letter B, but Okay. <clears throat> so we have like an app um for the office shared space that I work in. It's a pretty common place. You can That took me guess. too far to understand. <laughs> Boys and birds. <laughs> what? I thought you actually meant bees. No, it's just the three bees. No, this is still good though. Hey guys, we have a unique is- issue occurring in the parking garage currently. There seems to be a large swarm of bees flying around on the third and fourth floors. Please approach cars with caution. The bees seem to have already thinned out, but we would just like our members to be extra careful. Warmly, the community team. It was the most casual, hey, there's a fucking swarm of bees, <laughs> careful message ever. Like, have fun walking to your car. Is it? Is it in the parking garage? Yeah. yeah. On the third and fourth floor. Like, that's enough bees for two. It's not like, oh, this floor. It's two floors. Like a swarm. <laughs> be oh safe. God. But then they like, we're like, this is the good time for a bee pun, right? Right now. I, oh. I agree with them 100%. I mean, I do too, but it was just like so casual. And also, I am severely allergic to bees and I am not responsible. I do not have an EpiPen. Get uh, an EpiPen. My mom I also, know. my mom also doesn't have an EpiPen and she's like I... deathly allergic. I didn't have insurance for a very long time, so it's very hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, I can go to the doctor. Have you ever seen that comic strip where it's all these bees? They're like, congratulations to Beatrice, blah, blah, blah. And then the end, she like, rips off her head and it's a wasp. And like, it wasps me the whole time. <laughs> no, but I love it. I have to find it and send it to you. You'll love it. Xenon uh, won the concert. That's way... Yeah, we're way past that. Way grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she goes on the ship with... Um, Lutz and Wyndham, we meet Aunt Judy. She is ditzy, twitchy, funny, chatty. Love her. Yeah. Like you. We do love her. Yeah. She's she's you sweet. Like me? Like No. Oh. Oh, and cute. Got it. Right? Mm. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> My God. Snippity snap. Um, but 15 minutes ago, Josh mentioned that you should watch out for boys who stare at you a long time, and that's because like immediately she looks up and there's like a tween boy and the boy is just like oh hey but like it's like when you catch a guy checking you out and then they don't look away and so you just kind of like act like you're imposing on them somehow and you're just like "Uh, uh, uh, i'm gonna leave now forever i've literally never had someone stare at me with any sort of interest that's nice, actually. It's preferable. I know our experiences are different, but it's not a comfortable feeling because if they don't look away, it's very aggressive feeling. <laughs> so, yeah, I like, can see that. GTFO. It's but... like when a kid stares at you in a restaurant and you're just like, oh, what a rude little fuck. Oh. Except if the kid was like very large and sexually imposing. Yeah. Which, gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Ew. <laughs> I added a I added a space pun to this part of the notes. They make starry eyes at each other. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, oh they do. Anyways, the tween girl is a jerk major. Yeah, what's her name again? She's like Marjorie. She's the rich girl who's like, ew, she's from space. What's wrong with your clothes? It doesn't seem like there's that many people who are from space. And I get like the new kid's always going to be kind of an outcast, but like that's pretty dope. Yeah, wouldn't that be a cool thing? Yeah. Are we all still going to be alive in 2045? Let's move on. (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) How old would we be? I mean, not that old. Uh, It's 50. It's only... 40-ish years from now. No, it's 20-ish years from now. Uh, which is truly depressing. Oh, but we'll That's only, me turning to dust, my bones. We'll only be in like our 50s. That sounds I mean, so... Statistically, like, well, only two in five people make it to their 50s. I'm making that up. That's not yeah. a statistic. That's not real. <laughs> a lot happens at school. Xenon is like kind of getting bullied, but she's also dealing with it perfectly fine. They go back to the ant's place and someone has like broken in and scavenged everywhere for something. But what, what could it be? We don't know. Ooh. We don't know. Nothing's stolen. I don't think you guys are prepared for this next part though. This is the uh, horse section of the podcast. We're going to bring Sammy in for a little short segment right now. That's not happening. No. Anyways, so he okay, takes her to go see cute, horses. This little boy, yeah, is like, yeah. hey, hey, sup, I got horses in the back. You mm-hmm. want to, like, hang But really, out? they're all in their stalls. And Zion's like, what the frick is this giant hairy thing? But they end up brushing it and then riding together bareback on the horse. Whoa. Josh, you're off the podcast. <laughs> they, what do you, this is my horsey corner now. What do you want to know about horses? You want to buy a horse? I got horses in the do you back. Think the horse from this movie is still alive? No. Okay. Have you ridden a horse? Yes. How long do horses live? Like 25 to 30 years. I'm allergic to horses. Are you actually allergic to horses, Josh? I am, yes. What? How do you find that out? You ride a horse <laughs> and then you get really sick. Did you get stung by the horse and then your throat closed up? Just like what would happen with Lori? It just loses its tail and then dies. I'm not going to make any jokes there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be horrific if, like, the the horse stung you and then it, like, ripped out its poison sack and it just died in front of you. So a little boy hacks the WinCorp financial records and finds out that they don't have money. And then they're like, oh, my God, why are they promising you more funding if they don't have any money? And this is also the point we kind of messed up earlier. Um, Let's had like sca- like saw xenon like tuck her hair behind her ear and saw her earring and now they're like they scavenged the apartment or where her aunt lives or house or whatever to try to find it he knows that she has that earring he's like really jumping to conclusions because like if that's the standard form of memory of digital memory storage like really anybody yeah. can that. they they found her dumpster diving or whatever though like right where he would have had it last. Okay, so maybe he's a smart adult that uses context clues and puts things Um together. Okay, but let's talk about this hacker kid. Okay, so first of all, what's his fucking name? Because he never introduces himself, does he? His name is... Man, we got in trouble on Facebook for not remembering names, and we actually put names on this one, like with the pictures, like we used to do, and we didn't put him on there. So we'll call him... He's the one little... whose name I can't remember. He never... Like, he's 
the non-Xenon or Nebula character that's in the movie the most, and he never really introduces himself. His name is Craven Lamone. What? No, Craven Lamone would be such a good drag name. Craven Lamone. Oh my god, that's really good. I thought that was um, is it the You're actor or the character? No, I just made that up because Raven Simone is also an idiot. I think his name is Greg. Yeah, he was a very cool hacker boy, and he's, like, pretty young. But I guess if it's 2045, like, hacking shouldn't be that easy, but it's also probably more common knowledge. Well, you shouldn't be able to hack into a major, I'm guessing, like, science corporation's financial records. I mean, some of that should be public knowledge, but... I mean, it's 2045, so who's to say? But I know currently that a lot of businesses and, like, labs and stuff still use Windows XP because, like, a lot of the software and stuff they have wouldn't have been updated yet, and it's just a decent... Like, there's no real super big reason for them to update, but it's also Windows XP, so if they're connecting to the internet in any fashion... So maybe it's a situation like that where they had, like, Windows 10, and it was dope. Okay, so horses, discs, this Gregory kid... No, Andrew. Andrew turns Andrew's the other literally, Oh. Andrew turns this virus that the Lutz dude was putting on the space station into an antivirus. So Ooh. they have like the key to make everything better again. Is that how computer viruses work? Like yeah. like with actual real viruses, do you just take the original virus and then make an antivirus? Well, they prefer the term antivenom. Well, Lutz doesn't know nothing, okay? He ain't computer literate like the rest of us. So he shows up at Xenon's place, and he's like, yo, give me the disc, girl. And she's like, ugh, what disc? Oh, fine, this one? Just let me get back to space, and I'll give you the disc. And he's like, fine, whatever. Then he tricks her. He's like, yeah, I'll sign. I'll totally get you a a ship back into space. And And then he steals her note. Yeah, Gregory's like, wait, write it and sign it. Like, he's pretty smart for a 12-year-old. Right. But it turns out she tricked him first. (gasps) Double trickster. Double trickster. The disc wasn't the disc. It wasn't. They tried to go on a cargo ship that's leaving that night, and they were going to, like, try to sneak away on it. And then when it leaves without them, they're like, oh, no, come back. But, like, you weren't supposed to be on it anyway. And also she kisses the boy. (gasps) They do. They bash faces accidentally before that. But I mean, it's adorable. It's great. Yeah. It was kind of cute. I appreciate, especially coming off of Lizzie McGuire, that it wasn't like they were both mutually interested in each other before right. this point. Okay. Microbe is doing this huge, like, launch party. I'm going away. And literal launch. Yes. So everyone's there excited and whatnot. And Xenon slips in with all of her friends. I, they steal someone's car too to get there. She slips in and she's like, Look, I'm the contest winner. I have to go to space with you. Please and thank you. And he's like, Sure, totally come with. I kept waiting for this to get creepy, but it actually didn't. Like, he was just like a nice pop star who was doing something nice for his fan, but it could have gone so weird. Oh, right. He absolutely loves stardom and he's all yeah. about pleasing his fans, which is great. Yeah, no, it was perfect. It was definitely Aww. not icky, thankfully. Okay, who would have been your guys' protozoa when you were tweens and or like late, like nine, ten age? Mm, I'm going to say the Spice Girls. Which Spice Girl was your favorite? Scary. Scary or Ginger? 
cool. Ginger was mine. Yeah, no, Scary had like the most, I don't know, her accent was the most fun, but also those hair cones Mm -hmm. were really fun. I didn't I didn't have anything. Okay, you're saying Allie and AJ in like a week. So you can use your tween. That was much later. Yeah, but like even like 12 or 13. I'm sorry, you're going to go see them in concert? I think I might go too. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, you had to have somebody. You're lying. Even if it was like a wrestling boy. I, I don't know. What you... How do you know about that? Boys really like WWE in the early, like the late 90s. Who, I don't, I didn't idolize anyone. I idolized Jesus because he was <laughs> the Lord of my soul. Okay, but that's like, he's kind of a pop star. Those abs. Come on. Oh, yeah. My God. Is that blasphemy? Am I going to, like, are people going to be mad? But like, he does have dope abs. Well, it depends on what depiction you're looking at. Have you ever seen a depiction of Jesus where he doesn't have dope abs or like even if he's fully clothed, like I mean, there's like the actual emaciated depiction, which I think is <laughs> probably most accurate, but I'm a big fan of like Korean church Jesus, who's <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it would have been Jesse McCartney. That seems right. <laughs> I didn't like him though, but I like I think I just wanted to be him, right? Huh. Is that normal? <laughs> no? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, I wanted to wear skin. Is that, does that check out? Josh, there's very few things about you that seem normal. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, let's then avail, avails the entire, reveals the entire plot of rock concert and station crash. Basically, he's going to get insurance money. Yeah. from this wow. and also like i feel like it's very very actual evil for a disney movie but like it's pretty realistic it's like in fight club where they talk about how there needs to be like x amount of people die before we recall a car part and it's kind of in tune with that yeah like this was a major like plan that could really hurt people yeah he's literally just like yeah the space like the spaceship will blow up and they'll run out of oxygen but like there's, all, there's other ways to get your greedy money that don't right. have a huge loss of life do people care about that though when they're that money hungry? No. Especially when you meet a girl like Xenon, you're like, can't wait to blow this bitch up. But she's not even on the space station anymore. He literally gave her a ride home, down to Earth. Yeah, and then they go back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and Aunt Judy's there and she has some real flight anxiety, which like Yeah. That would be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> like, it would be all kinds of anxiety. I'm surprised she'll even like get in a car. I'm surprised any of us get in cars. But she gets on a of a, a, a little plane thing that goes to space. Yep, and Lutz and Wyndham Window Windows Windows Vista and Lutz get on the shuttle as well, and they're on there. But that that means they're stuck on the space station when it's gonna blow up. And he even kind of says, like, like, we weren't supposed to be here when it's self-destructed. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is proof that, like, if somebody's going to be evil, you just got to hope that they're also dumb. I mean, oh, like, yeah. if you're going to die, you want them to die also. Oh, yeah. The best part of this movie is when Judy and the captain dude meet, and they're, like, right off the bat, they just hit it off. Okay, yeah. that's super cute, but at the same time, like, I get Xenon was kind of a little asshole this whole time and, like, breaking rules and stuff. But the captain didn't seem to like, it's the only downside I'm going to say to this movie is that it was one of those ones where it seemed like they went action and everybody's life started. Like Xenon had been getting away with all of this stuff for this long and now they start deciding to reprimand her, even though it's like a, a habit. Had a hand in her not behaving properly, but he was still like really mean to her for a figure of authority. Like he, the way he treated her was icky. And so for them to just be like, yeah, Judy, maybe you just need to get laid was like weird. 
I have I have no response. Yeah, me either. Oh, you read more into it than he, I did. Yeah, I he was not. He is a little harsh to her, and he would have played a responsibility. Yeah, in how she like grew up, and she had obviously been bending the rules this whole time. And I do think they should have had like a little bit of like, oh, hey, Xenon, you were right. And we should have maybe listened yeah. to you a little more. I mean, they're still not even listening to her right now. Like no. she, she and Judy get locked in his office because she's still, she's like trying to save everyone. He's like, no, I don't have time for this. So they're locked in the office. There's some. The space confusing... station is literally falling apart. Yeah. Like, what's there to lose? I mean, aside from your lives, obviously, just like you, you, nothing else is working at this point. So just try listening to her. But Nebula saves the day. Yay, Raven. So Xenon puts this disc in the thingy. Does that solve everything? That that was it, right? She's got to like, she's got to like guess the password, which I don't know why nobody there has the password for the computer. That's going to save everything. Yeah. But so she she like gets the password right when there's like one second left. Wow! And then the spaceship it does a reboot. They they put in the concert and then Xenon. Okay, zoom, so zoom, it's zoom zoom make my heart go boom boom yeah. my supernova girl. So there's several funny things that are happening. Aunt Judy is dancing like a silly silly lady, and I love it. But then also Xenon is talking to her boyfriend Greg, but it's like a video chat, and it reminds me of like everybody I've ever seen at a concert trying to like video chat oh. like oh my God, you love Paul McCartney. So I'm going to videotape it. And so he'd like, they must've pre-recorded it so she could like hold it on like whatever. They could like green screen it on there because he looks so bored and it's so perfect. He looks like, very bored. Well, I think he realizes that like, I mean, you know, I've heard of long distance, but seriously, that's out of control. Right. He's going back to live on the space station. I'm it sorry. Really- it's a, like that concert was a good experience for me. I really love that song. It's such it a good song. Cool. His dancing was adorable. It. When when he was on stage, like he put his arms out like little aeroplanes and they made like an actual like zoom yeah. noise and it was a cute effect. Yeah. It was adorable. Actually, you know, I changed my answer. The first concert in space should actually be Protozoa. What? Oh yeah, that's the movie. Um Done. what do we think? Bean. What I this watching this movie reminded me that when DCOMs we're kind of starting out in the 90s and early 2000s. It felt like they were trying to come up with something completely different every time. Like all these different worlds, like Xenon and the stepsister from Planet Weird and like Brink. And like they had to keep reimagining worlds. But now it starts to feel like they're like kind of creating worlds and then staying within there. Like High School Musical, we have like all these movies that were based off of TV shows. I don't know. Everything now seems a little familiar. It's interesting because it seems like they've gotten pretty lazy with them. Like we've watched, I'd say like like the Hatching Pete and the Minutemen. Minutemen's like I enjoyed it a little bit more, but like there's a lot of them where I just literally they all kind of blend together. They have a sad little white boy with swoopy hair who likes a girl who doesn't like him back and the jock is the bad guy. And it's and then like the the outside stuff is Yeah. And it's filmed in a high school. Yeah, and they like they might time travel or be part of a sports team or like a dad might be a writer. But overall it's just kind of like Brandon says it a lot where they kind of like spin a wheel and combine a couple of factors. But like the ones that people remember and I don't even think it's an age thing because I didn't watch this growing up and I really enjoy it. It's like 
Xenon is creative and heartfelt. The, the 13th year Brink, like the ones where it seems like they're trying to genuinely, they're not adding a message because it's what they're supposed to do. They're doing it because they're like kind of passionate about it. So Smart House, like LeVar Burton freaking directed that one. And the ones that people, even the newer ones are ones where they're like, like Avalon High is beloved. And that one's like, they were, they had like a whole pretty rich story around it. Yeah, well, that one was based on a book, but I, I hear what you're also saying. Is this one, so I also, like, it is. Yeah, yeah. Or like oh. even High School Musical, like they gave backstory. You saw Troy at his house, and like you saw Gabrielle at her house, and you saw Sharpay with her brother. Like they build it outside yeah. of the like. There was a world that actually existed, and it wasn't just two random sports smashed together. Like curling and curling. Like curling and curling, or ice skating and ice hockey. Um, what else do we got to do to fly this ship so home? did we learn anything? <laughs> oh. I learned if you're constantly breaking rules for selfish gain. So, like, there's rule breaking that's not great, but maybe you're working through. Like, Xenon, her original rule breaking was to get herself stuff to make her, like, outfits cute and to kind of have fun. And then she broke the rules later, like, going back to the space station. But it was to help her family. And But she had done so much of the self-serving stuff that... They didn't really trust her. So I think... It's the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, a little bit. Where breaking the rules might not always be ethically wrong, but if you do it for the ethically wrong or selfish reasons too much, then people aren't going to trust you when you say you're trying to help them. I kind of liked how she was like a little bit fearless and bold. If she wanted to do something, if she saw something that wasn't right, if she like wanted to achieve something, she like set out to do it and didn't care if other people were like, no, that's not true, or you can't do that, or it'll never happen. So I kind of like that attitude that she has, and maybe I'll learn to adopt some of those things into my own life. I mean, you've had two years, too. <laughs> we didn't used to do lessons, I realized, when I listened to the old episode. So, And I'm not going to do a lesson now. So no, you yeah. have to. You can't just say that. <sighs> I, I don't know that I learned anything separate from what you said already. What what do you think they were trying to teach us? I think exactly that. Like, you sometimes you got to stick to the rules so that when you do break them, it means something or people will believe you. I think that's different enough to mine to count. Sure. Awesome. Let's talk about rate or do we do two truths and then ratings? Yeah, we do. I got some ready. One thing is correct. Two things are not lies, but okay. they're not accurate. What? I'm sorry. One thing <laughs> is correct. <laughs> Two things are not lies. Okay, so it's three truths. <laughs> okay, one thing is wrong. Okay. One thing is wrong? Is that what I said before? No. Yeah. So we have to guess the lie? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, one thing's wrong as in it's right? <laughs> Why does Brandon hate this segment again? <laughs> <laughs> Why okay, don't we have an official thing, name for it yet? One thing is a fib. Okay. Okay. Xenon was born in 2036. The station staff wore uniforms from the show Babylon 5. And song lyrics go as follows. Putting me in overdrive. Speed of light. I'm so alive. Could you be my supernova girl? Um, I, th- those outfits were not in Babylon 5. I've never watched Babylon 5. I haven't um, either. What year did you say she was born? 2036. Yeah, I'm going to say the second one's a lie. I'm going to say they, those efforts were not from Babylon 5. Give us the tea. 
You didn't tell us an answer, Josh. You got to commit. I said those outfits were not in oh, Babylon okay. 5. I thought you were just like thinking out loud. I apologize. Um, so Xenon was born in 2036. The station staff, so I said station staff, not like <laughs> Xenon. They, those outfits were from the show Babylon 5. Oh, wow. How did the um, lyrics actually go then? Um, putting me in overdrive, cosmic blast, I'm so alive, could you be my supernova girl? And what did you say? Speed of light. Oh, oh so tricky. Jinky. Okay, do you know what? When I fib on numbers, Brandon gets his little panties up in a twist, his meundies. <laughs> Not sponsored, <laughs> unfortunately. Not yet. And so this time I made, it was really hard to not, because the numbers are the easiest to goof because I could just say like 2035. Yeah. So this time I went out of my way to not do that. You're welcome. Okay, let's rate this supernova bitch. I rate it 9 out of 10. No, 10 out of 10. I can't think of anything that I would really, I mean, like, I made, I, I, I did say, I don't know if I said it while we were recording. I listened to our old audio, like our old episode, but I stopped right before we got to the rating. So I'm interested to see right after we get off this call, I'm going to see what we rated it. I might actually do it while you guys are giving your ratings because frankly, I don't care. Um, wow. You're really just rambling on and on, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Give us a rating. <laughs> no, a 10 out of 10. I can't think of like what I would change. Um, No, I disagree. Watching oh, a movie no. that you liked so soon after you had already watched it. Two really years? values the, the, the flavor of nostalgia that it has. And I have to take this down a notch and give it an, an, a nine. Oh. How very contrary of you. Um, I thought I was going to be the only one who gave it a 10 out of 10, but I'm also giving it a 10 out of 10. I That nostalgia was delicious, a little delicious nostalgia. I thought the, the world building was great. I thought the CGI held up. The storyline was good. They had little snippets in there that still, that like added to the world and weren't necessarily relevant to what was going on, but I really enjoyed it. And the acting was fun and good. Wow. So on our previous recording, I just listened to it briefly while I'm done. I'm going to, I'm editing this. So I will end up listening to your full explanation. I heard what you rated it. Sammy rated it a nine and a half because we allowed it back in those days. Whoa. Josh rated it a nine and I rated it a 10. Oh, Or no, Josh rated it a 10. I already forgot. (laughs) Oh my God. I knew I rated it a 10. That's why I knocked it down to a nine. It's so good. It was such a good movie. And the song was really good. I forgot about that. And even so like the, the, the score was really good. If you could go back to Earth, and we're on space right now. <laughs> we're, we are in space right now. And you were trying to tell Earth and Donnie and Josh back in the days before Andoni was on this podcast and before we can remember existing, what would you tell them about podcasting (laughs) i'd tell them about podcasting to go to facebook or instagram or itunes oh my god i did not understand that question i think i'm just going to tell him past indoni to avoid this podcast just to avoid this question i would tell past josh to give up and stop caring and just watch a movie if you could beam one transmission down to Earth, what would you beam down to Earth? It would be this movie with this episode snagged onto it because it's so good. Okay, well, that was your build up for Facebook and stuff, and you fucked it up. 
And then there will also be appropriate links to our social media for yeah. Pod, pod this together at Instagram, Pod this together on Facebook. Uh, what's our Twitter? Pod and together. Yeah. And email us at podnistogether at gmail.com. Don't forget, there's no G in podden. <laughs>